Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tommy, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody, it's Matt Tommy, and I'm so glad that you're with me today on the podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend Clive Earnhardt, who's a part of the Village Potters, uh, right next door to me uh, here in Asheville, and just an incredible guy, and right in the thick of his development journey as a potter. And so, Clive, I'm so excited that you're here with me, man. Thanks for being on. Yeah, you bet. Good good to be here. Absolutely. We met, I guess, uh, a couple of years ago through a mutual friend, and uh, you were kind of transitioning into doing what you're doing now, which is kind of a, you know becoming a potter, starting your career, and that sort of thing. And I just thought today, wow, what a great opportunity to hear from somebody that is right in the middle of uh, developing and pressing into all that God's got for you uh, in your career. So uh, as we were talking a minute ago, you said, yep, I'm, I'm right in the thick of it. So... <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot going on in your life, but uh, give us a little introduction about what your day looks like, what your life looks like right now, and then maybe we can go back in a minute and talk about how you got there. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a, I'm in flux and I'm in this in this place of uh, change and growth. And so, what what does my day look like? Um, it varies upon the the day of the week. My wife and I are both starting new businesses, and mm. so. Um, I'm I'm doing my uh, ceramic arts business, and while she's at the same time uh, doing uh, her uh, personal care and wellness consultant business. So um, well, I, um, some days I'm helping uh, my wife uh, uh, wash her equipment and and do her things, and then and then and then I run to the studio and and then put in a couple of hours of work there, and then run back to pick up the kids uh, from school, and then. Uh, and then it's it's kind of chaotic. Um, and so <laughs> we we are working on a rhythm, and uh, and and as, if we uh, once we get a, a little bit of a rhythm, then everything changes again, and uh, we got to start all over again. So absolutely, yeah. It's but it's great. I love it because you know so many people think, oh, when I get to be a full time artist, when I get everything's just going to line up perfectly, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> more than likely, it's a juggling act for a while, and. Uh, really? And you're right in the middle of that. So especially with family and your wife starting a business as well. So talk to me a little bit about how you even got to the place of knowing, okay, I want to be a ceramic artist. I want to take the leap. What was life like before this? And kind of give us a little bit about the the process of what led you up to making that decision. Man, a super, uh, I mean, like lifelong process. Um, I'm I'm 47, and uh, my artistic journey began when I was a kid. I was uh, drawing pictures of uh, my parents' friends when they would come over for a dinner party, and uh, I just always had a, crea- a creative thread in me, and um, and it had to get out, whether it was drawing or uh, all kinds of mediums. And uh, you know, through high school, um, I did uh, mm-hmm. I did art class and and drawing, and I just felt really like, hey, this is this is me. I'm I'm an artist. God's made me an artist, and so um, I um, I decided to go to community college after after high school and um, and go towards art. And so that's that's what I did. That's so incredible because I think so many times you hear uh, people saying. I was a, an artist as a kid, but then some kind of big blockage happened. Either 
mom and dad thought it was a crazy idea or a teacher's kind of squelched my dream or whatever. And so it's so encouraging to hear that you were just, you know, developing all that way and really pursued that all the way into college. So what happened after college? And did you start pursuing your art or because there's a, you know, you're 47 now. So we're talking 27 years between then and now. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody squelched my, my dream. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, And in fact, it was me. A lot happened during that uh, junior college time. Uh, my mom died, and wow. that was a big turning point for me. I was real connected to her, and, sure. and so that, that sent me into a tailspin. I didn't know which way was up, and uh, I got a job as a bank teller. I was working uh, at the bank and just trying to figure life out, and um, I just uh, didn't know where I was going. Mm. And um, so, uh, you know, along the lines... Um, uh, I, you know, I kept doing a little bit of art and then, and then working at the bank, I, I just worked my way up and I just kept getting promotions. And so I thought, Hey, I haven't finished my, my degree yet. Uh, what's the right thing to do? What's the, what's the, what's the right thing I should do? Um, so I, I decided to go back to school and get a business degree. And, uh, cause that's, that was the right thing to do. Right. The safe thing. Everybody says that's good. <laughs> yep. You bet. So that's, that's where I ended. And, uh, so along that journey, um, I, um, I took some classes then I had a, I had to take an elective. So I'm looking around, what, what kind of elective can I take? I can take anything. So, um, I decided, Hey, you know, I've never taken a ceramics class. That mm. kind of would be, it, that sounds really easy, really fun. Let's do that. Yeah. So uh, I enrolled in a, in a college course in California at Cypress College, and and immediately as soon as I got into that class, uh, like like the like things clicked, like uh, it was it was like magic. Um, I met I met uh, a best friend uh, named Brandon Buchelman, and he um, he loved the Lord like I did. We uh, surfed together, and we both found out that we we just fell in love with uh, ceramics wow. and uh, yeah it was golden so as you were working then for the last you know 20 years or so are you doing ceramics uh as a hobby and that sort of thing and keeping that up or did it kind of fade away in your life or yeah brandon went on and uh, got his bachelor's in ceramics and mm. i was but but i just couldn't let hold of the security of the bank it wow. was just, uh, it was uh safe secure and i was in a rut and wow. uh, couldn't let it go. So, but that this artistic thread wouldn't let go. So, along the way, I just kept taking uh, community college class here or there. I ended up. I, I did get my bachelor's degree in business, um, and at that same time, uh, my dad died, and at the same time, I met my wife Amy. So, wow. uh, lots of lots of flux and change and uh, dramatic events. Mm. I just find, you know, for myself, we're about the same age. I'm 44. Be- 45 this year but um (laughs) but um i know hold on but i there's something i think that happens to people in this middle age you know sort of time where you start looking at the the life that you've lived and the balance of your life and you're like wow is this all there is because if 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 what i have lived is it i'm not sure that i want to keep doing this there's got to be more and i know for me I was same kind of story, you know, I was doing things that were safe and predictable and, you know, I enjoyed doing them, but they were not, you know, the full expression of me. And when I started doing my baskets and sculpture and the Lord started blessing that and opening up business opportunities for that and all, it, it really felt like the real me started to wake up. 
and I don't know if you've had that experience, but it just starts to feel like all of a sudden, okay, wow, yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm starting to hit on all cylinders. And it's a, it's an incredible thing. It's risky, obviously, <laughs> and scary, you know, at the same time, but it's so fulfilling. So how did the Lord continue to kind of confirm that artistic calling in you over the years? Through, uh, like, Amy and I uh, went to church, and we went through these programs at church uh, in California at uh, uh, EV Free. It, there was a program called The Journey, mm-hmm. and it was a it was um, wrapped around spiritual uh, uh, spiritual uh, development and spiritual um, uh, it, really shifting from the shoulds and the and the morality to uh, letting the Holy Spirit in and letting uh, letting Jesus into your weeds of your life, and then mm. through that, um, for the first time, I started to listen to God. It was crazy. <laughs> I mean, we, I prayed all the time. Uh, God, give me this. God, help me with that. God, uh, you know, like uh, what's going on? But I never stopped to listen. And then I got this book called Joyful Journey. And I decided I'm going to journal. And I started journaling and, and, uh, it, and I, you know, I, I just was writing my, my thoughts and, and, and hopes and, and complaints to God. And then I let the pen down and then I let God answer wow. and the and pen started moving. And the, and what came out of that was not my words. You look on the page. It's not the way I write. It's not the words that I use, mm. but God was affirming and he, uh, and he encouraged me. He told me he loved me and he said, I've given you gifts and passions and I want you to uh, pursue those. And so, um, my wife and I, um, like, uh, she came up with this idea. She's like, why don't you take a one year sabbatical? Take uh, stop working for an entire year because she had heard a, a TED talk where this guy did that. And then and he was more successful than he had ever been. Wow. Uh, and so we talked about it. She said, you know, Clive, it, the way we're moving, I'd rather be homeless than uh, than the where we're at. You're mm-hmm. you're coming home with empty, empty batteries. You're grabbing a glass of wine every night and it, you just have you have nothing left for us. Yeah. And and I agreed. So. Uh, that's what I did. I, I consulted with some people. I had about eight months worth of money in the bank to sustain us. And, uh, and I, I just uh, walked, uh, quit my job. I laid my keys on the counter. Wow. And Matt, I know I tell you that when, when that happened, I felt more power in me than all the years with all of those <laughs> big bunches of keys, you know, like with all of the authority, my signature, uh, it, it was, it was, God was saying, uh, yes, I'm going to take you on a journey. Wow. That is so encouraging. I noticed so many because it's like there comes a point where you have to step out. You're old enough to remember Indiana Jones, right? In the last yep. crusade and you know, where he's walking finally goes to meet the, the knight, you know, that's been guarding the Holy grail and he gets to that cliff and he's got to step out. And the, the book says there's a bridge here and yet he's looking and there's no bridge. <laughs> And as he started to step, the bridge appeared. And I just love that. And I'm, it's so encouraging to hear that your wife was supportive of that. I've got the same kind of story with my, with my wife. She has been so incredibly supportive of my journey. And, you know, she's very much an administrator and kind of the organized money person and all that sort of thing. And I'm like the artsy one, you know, over here. And I just... You know, I think that's part of maturing in marriage too, right? Is learning to value what your spouse brings 
to the relationship and learning to trust the Lord in them. And mm. I know you've, I, I can hear that in your voice that y'all have, y'all have learned to do that in your own relationship. So, yeah. And I've learned uh, over the years that, uh, that my wife has discernment and mm. that I mean, as a man, I'm like, no, I'm the one that has the <laughs> like, but, but, you know, I've learned to listen to her and, yeah. and things happen when I listen to her. That's so um, good. Uh, and she, uh, she said, Hey, um, why don't you uh, talk to our friend Doug? He just bought a house in North Carolina, uh, and um, and I did, and end up I ended up going on a, a solitude retreat for two and a half weeks, just me, me and God, working out all of my issues. And at the tail end of that trip, uh, God said, "Go into this little town of Asheville, uh, tell people what I put on your heart, what you what your passion is, and then that's all I'm going to tell you is just do that." <laughs> I'm like, okay, so I did. I have conversations, and I. Ended up at the Village Potters. I talked to uh, Lori Terrio, and she said, hey, you know what? Everything you're telling me, come back and, and talk to Sarah Rowland, the owner. And so I did. The day before I left, I uh, talked to her for two hours. We talked, and she had this idea and this uh, this program that had been God had been putting on her heart to set up uh, potters who were serious about potting uh, and ceramic arts and um, put this program of mentorship together. Mm. And it had ju- was just coming to fruition. And she said, Clive, I think, I think this is uh, up, uh, what, you, what you're saying. Wow. And so at the end of that, like they, uh, she called a couple of people together. Hey, hey. And they laid hands on me and they prayed for me. And I'm like, what is happening <laughs> in my circles? This is weird, but, but it's good. This is cool. And uh, so I went home and, and we prayed over it. And I said, Amy, I think God's calling us to sell our family house, um, leave our, all of our friends and family and move to this town called Asheville to study ceramics. Wow. It, it was crazy. Wow. And you know, I've known George and Sarah Rowland for, all the years that I've been here in Asheville, they were some of the key people that the Lord used in my life to help me step into what I'm doing now. And what a faithful, incredible couple who love the Lord and have such a gift, not only in entrepreneurship, but also in mentoring and community. And um, all those folks over there, I mean, Lori and Melanie and Judy and <laughs> all of them. I just, I love them. So so now you're here in Asheville and you're in this program and, you know, what is that looking like now? And, you know, because I think a lot of people underestimate the, the time and the years, hours of preparation that it takes to be able to get to a place to sell your art in the marketplace and be able to rely on it for income. Uh, so what's that journey looking like for you right now and what's next on your immediate horizon? Yeah, I thought, hey, I'm going to go through this program and uh, things are going to be peachy and uh, I'll be selling art in, uh, in no time. But uh, <laughs> that has not been the case. Um, so it's been, I, I went through a year and a half of the mentorship program and, uh, and then um, finished a, a six months early. It's not like a certificate program, but, it, right. but we finished. And then, uh, and then a new opportunity opened up that Sarah created, uh, an incubator studio where um, where instead of uh, lear- uh, getting more hands-on creative learning, uh, we would be rent- leasing a space, and she would uh, help us set up and get uh, get into business within a year. Wow. And so that's where, that's where I am. I'm in my studio there at the Village Potters, and I go in, and I'm, I'm developing my body of work. And I think that's been the, the challenging, most challenging thing for me is that getting that body of work 
uh, defined and cohesive and finding my voice. That's been challenging. So what are some of the things that you're finding through that process that are working for you and really helping you to, to push through? Yeah. Um, uh, I've, some of the biggest things is uh, is uh, being obedient and um, and disciplined. Um, Sarah had told me long ago. She said, um, "Find a find a pot that you want to make, and then make make a series of them. Make twelve, make twenty, and then and and get good at that one thing, um, and then and then make series of pots." And and I just resisted and resisted, and I tried everything under the sun. I saw you know videos on YouTube, and I'm like, "Oh man, I got to try that. That's so awesome. I'm going to do that." <laughs> So I was scattered all over the place. So, so really, um, once I finally started um, uh, being disciplined and uh, trying to repeat the same form over and over, I find that not only my skill has increased, but my creative ideas have been coming uh, like like crazy. I mean, I have to I have to put a a, a notepad by my bed so mm. that when I wake up, I I have to draw this sketch of something that came through because I've been. Uh, doing the same thing over again, and I, I see visions of what it could be. You know, we talk so much um, in the mentoring program about how boundaries, you know, in our creative process really do release freedom and creativity. And it, that I couldn't have said this more beautifully than than what you're you're saying. So I I just love that. Are you starting to sell your work then in the gallery there, or doing shows, or uh, website? How how are you developing all of that as well? I'm working on a website right now, and it should be up and running pretty soon. The problem in that was uh, the body of work. I needed mm. to uh, to hone that down and, and have that represent me. But um, but and I'm I'm developing that body of work. I've been at a couple of shows um, and sold my work there. I've gone back to California and and sold at uh, an open house a couple of times, and mm. that was really successful. And uh, and so right at this point, I'm uh, I'm wanting to go to some some craft fairs and and, and little summer uh, summer uh, farmers markets get and get rid of my old stuff and then really focus on my on my new brand, which is really developing at this point. And then uh, I'll be in the, the gallery at the Village Potters um, when that happens, when when I've got that body of work together. That's How wonderful, yeah. you know. How is, as you're going through all of this, because, you know, it's a, it's a fast paced life <laughs> that you're, that you're living right now. A lot of things to juggle. How's your inner life? How's the inner conversation with the Lord, him speaking, leading and guiding you through the process and, and your own, uh, foundational identity sort of things, you know, like, yes, I am an artist. Yes. God has called me to this. Yes. I mean, is that coming naturally? Is that something you're really having to press in for, um, how's that flowing with you? A lot of work with God has to happen in that mm. area. Um, it, I produce work and, uh, others say, wow, we love your work, Clive. Your work is awesome. But I'm telling you, Matt, like I, I look at my pieces and I, and I see the flaws mm. and I see the, that how much it could be better. And, and so it's not too long after I make a piece that I think, you know, that's a, that's really a piece of garbage. <laughs> but it, <laughs> so I work on the next one and then the next one. So God's really like uh, been working with me to value what I've created, mm. no matter at what stage it's been. Uh, and then, and remember that I have worth uh, as, 
I need to find my identity in Christ and not defined by the work that I've done over the years. Mm. And and that's been uh, the that's been what the Holy Spirit has been coaching and leading me in is finding my identity in Christ. That's so good. That's yeah. so good. It's always the foundation for everything. And and you can also remember, I always say, no matter how bad it, you think it is, somebody will buy it. And so. <laughs> It's true. It's just true. And so, you know, we we overanalyze and, oh, this is horrible and all that sort of thing. I remember years ago when I was first starting to do some freeform uh, work with my basketry, I had started this big piece that I had really big hopes for. And um, I was talking to somebody in the studio. They kind of walked in. And the more they talked, the more aggravated I got. And instead of this being this really beautiful kind of bulbous, big, round beautiful thing it turned into this kind of shrunken up you know really tight woven and so I finished it you know begrudgingly after a few days and uh, set it on the bottom shelf and it sat there for a couple of years and a lady came into a class one day and uh, at the end of the class she said well Matt you know I really want to have a piece of your work something that really speaks to your artistry it just you know really complimentary and so she said I'm just going to take some time and walk around the gallery and doggone it, if she didn't find that old basket on the bottom shelf, and she brought it back, and she said, Matt, of all the baskets that you've ever created, this is the one that says Matt Tommy to me the most. And I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the, <laughs> this is the worst thing I've ever created. You know? That's like a bad haircut. <laughs> I know. But I charged her, and I said, thank you so much. And you know, she went right on. And uh, it's just amazing the things that we we think are just, you know, totally not going to sell and not going to be worth anything. Uh, they sell and the Lord uses it in our process. So it's, it's mm-hmm. all good. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, I know that there are people out there on the podcast right now who are uh, younger than you, older than you, but are in that same place that you were um, four or five, six years ago where you were in that, in that place of saying, wow, I know there's more God. I know you put this gift in me, but I just don't know what to do. I don't know if I have what it takes to be able to step out and take a big risk. Like I'm hearing Clive say that, that he did. What would you say to them? You know, I'd really have to say that what, what you need to get through is, is that insecurity in yourself and that fear. Uh, and you have to identify what that fear is. For me, it was fear of success and it was fear of failure at the same time. Mm. Um, and um, and then let the Lord into that and and just n- know that uh, that God has created you for um, for glory. He has he he is behind you. He wants for your well-being. Uh, and um, and like so turn that into conviction for your art, into passion for your art. And then the biggest thing is to treat to treat it like a business. I, so, like for so long, I treated it like a hobby and I would just give away my stuff and um, or price it for for uh, pennies. And um, and and then, you know, I came to the realization that a business is not going to work uh, if um, if I continue. Right. So treat it in your mind as a business as as the job that you depend on for your livelihood, mm. um, for your family, and commit to the time, commit to uh, learning and growing, and never stop uh, learning. And once you take the step of of, of faith uh, and walk in that direction, and you're listening to the Lord, He will uh, open up uh, the doors and windows and light the path in a, 
it may be a small way. Maybe you may light one one stone at a time, but it will happen. Yeah. And uh, and you will grow. You will uh, find solutions to problems. Um, people will come into your life that uh, that uh, that you never thought would, and uh, that will collaborate with you. Um, I met. Um, I met Tori Motil in the pottery uh, uh, class and at the Village Potters, and then we ended up brainstorming a, uh, a an entire ceramic arts festival called the North Carolina Ceramic Arts Festival. Wow. We did our first show last year, and we're going to do our next show uh, here in Pack Square, and we envision this thing to be uh, uh, an event that people come to North Carolina and come to Asheville wow. just, just to see. And that was just taking a step of faith and then putting the diligence behind it um, and uh, and seeing it to fruition, yeah. I'm so. just amazed. Every artist I talk to, um, not only on the podcast but just in life, when you hear their story, there is this this grit, this holy grit. This is like you know, it was hard, but I never gave up. And you know, it's like that verse: "The righteous fall seven times, but get back up." And it's you know, we're not defined in our falling, but we're defined in the in the willingness uh, to get back up. And you are just such an inspiration, Clive, of living the life that God designed you to live and doing it with uh, integrity and authenticity and that grit that really <laughs> is what it takes to um, to do that. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, man, for being on the podcast. And I know that your story is going to be a huge encouragement to so many uh, that are out there. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.